each one of you uh, joining with us. I know there's a lot of you joining from uh, our West Valley campus as well as Tooele campus and many, many more people uh, that are gathered online uh, today uh, to, uh, for our services. And uh, we're doing something a little bit different and I thought I would take us on a bit of a field trip. Right behind me, right over here, uh, is where the, uh, the epicenter of our 5.7 quake was uh, just, a, just a, uh, literally a few days ago. And I wanted to come out here and kind of talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that are making us anxious. And I don't know about you, but that, that first 5.7 when it hit, man, there was a, a little bit of a sense of panic in that moment. Is this going to build? Is it going to slow down? What's going to happen? Our kids uh, in, in our house were a little freaked out. Uh, my wife was a little freaked out. Me, I was all good. <laughs> yeah, not really. Uh, and in that moment, it really brings into focus a lot of things about our lives. And then we couple that with everything going on with the coronavirus and uh, the quarantines and stay-at-home orders and a lot of confusion. This really is a unique time in history that will be long remembered, I believe. One of the crazy things about, uh, about this earthquake is the fact that following that are the things called the aftershocks. And uh, there are some of those aftershocks which were quite large in the four range. Many of them, though, aftershocks that we don't ever feel ourselves. And I remember even being in, in our house and you feel some that are that 2.5 range and some that jump up to that 3.0 and 3.5. Some of the people in my family would feel it, others wouldn't. You'd call your friends and find out, hey, did you feel that? Uh, yes, we did, or no, we didn't feel that one. And it really got me to thinking about this whole idea of aftershock. This whole idea that, uh, that some, of the, uh, some of these aftershocks that we feel, uh, and other ones that we don't, and it, and it really makes me wonder what God is up to. How do we assimilate everything that's happening in our lives, everything that's happening around us in our culture? I mean, we're all in this thing together. Uh, we've kind of changed how we go out to eat, and now we have to be curbside to get our food. We've got all of these changes that are happening around us. And I wonder, however, if we are missing some of the aftershocks uh, that God is bringing into our lives. And uh, like I said earlier, some of those you feel, some of them you don't. But I wonder if we were more in tune with what God was doing, that we would feel some of these aftershocks differently. The aftershocks I'm talking about are uh, kind of those, those longings within us for connection, those longings within us to connect with the divine and the eternal. Uh, that connection, maybe that still small voice, you hear that aftershock, right? Uh, that, that reminds you uh, to actually look at your children eye-to-eye, face-to-face when you are talking with them. Uh, sometimes we just kind of throw, throw that off and say, hey, I'll get to it later. But maybe that aftershock is asking us to look a little, little more closely and focus a little differently. Maybe that aftershock is asking us to send a text to a loved one and check in on how they're doing or uh, a friend down the road or whatever that is, challenging us to take a look at life differently. And I don't know about you, but I know there are some aftershocks physically from the earthquake uh, that I didn't feel that others felt around me. And I wonder if I have missed some moments when God is trying to speak to me, when God is putting a little bit of an aftershock, a little bit of a shaking in my life that uh, I, I kind of push off. I pretend that it wasn't there or, or it didn't make sense for me to respond to that. Maybe God is pushing us. So the big question that I think I really want to ask us is God trying to get our attention? I, I really believe genuinely that he is. 
And I think in society and world today as these aftershocks are hitting us one after another after another and society's taking hit after hit, it's really causing us to begin to ask the big questions about our relationship with God, about how he interacts with his creation and what he's up to in the middle of this. And so I go back to these aftershocks and those aftershocks to forgive our spouse, those aftershocks to spend more time with our family, the aftershocks to that God's really moving in our lives. And I can't help but think about one particular one that I think impacts us in a pretty significant way. It's one that shows up in Jesus' life over and over and over again. And this aftershock is that one, that urge that's deep within us to communicate with God, to just stop and pray, to just take a moment to set everything aside and that longing from our hearts to connect with him and to say, okay, God, you've got my attention. I need to stop. I need to pray. I really hope that you're feeling that same aftershock that I'm feeling. And I got to tell you, folks, it's so easy. Uh, I know as, as we're checking the news and I'm a news junkie, you know, you get in there and you get in the feed and you start kind of doing that scroll with your phone and you see that video that leads to another one and another one and another one. And man, that binge watching just doesn't stop. And all the time there's this aftershock of God's voice pulling, <laughs> prodding, sometimes pushing. And I miss it at times. There's these great stories in the New Testament that talk about Jesus, that talk about his moment for prayer. And I think one of the interesting things about Jesus was uh, in a similar way to us, not exactly, but a similar way to us, is the fact that he separated himself from those around him. There's like a self-isolation going on for him. And what I want to do is I want to take a look at a few scriptures of Jesus doing this very thing that right now we're kind of forced into in quarantining ourselves, uh, setting aside, working from home, whatever that looks like for us, because I believe God might be working some aftershocks in our life. And are we listening? So listen to these scripture verses about Jesus facing isolation, being in desolate places, kind of like where we are here. <laughs> Looking out across here, it wasn't very far from here that that earthquake happened. It's in a desolate place. And God might be trying to get our attention. So listen to these verses. Luke chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. But now, even more, the report about him went abroad. And great crowds gathered to hear him to be healed of their infirmities. But listen to this, says, But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Again in Mark chapter 1 verse 35 through 37 it says, And rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. But Jesus had separated himself, put himself in a position of isolation because man, something was in him longing to be with his father. And the Bible says in Mark chapter 3 that Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the edge of the sea. John chapter 10 verse 40, he went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first and there he remained. 
And in Luke chapter 4, and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days. It's amazing to me the number of times that Jesus uh, withdrew and put himself in a position where he was separated from those around him. There were times he invited people to be with him, his disciples on the edge of the sea. But really, Jesus knew that he had to separate himself for a season for a purpose. There's a reason for him being pulled away a bit from everybody else because these aftershocks were, were hitting close to home for him and he needed the presence of the Father. And one more place uh, that Jesus went with his disciples was up to the mountain. It's amazing to me the, the different places that Jesus found himself. He was out lonely in the desert. He was there by the sea and he was also up in the mountains. I'm going to read a scripture verse for you. Luke chapter 6 verse 12. In these days he went out to the mountain to pray and all night he continued in prayer to God. You know, these are just a few of the times that Jesus got away. And I, uh, I wonder right now how many of you are thinking to yourself, uh, especially the parents right now, I need to get away. <laughs> Never realized how much it was for my kids to go off to school. And now here I am uh, with them 24 hours a day. You know, these are just a few of the ways that Jesus found himself uh, being able to get away from it all. And I uh, was, you know, there in the desert, uh, there by the sea and then in the mountains. And uh, every time that he got away to be with his father, God was up to something new in his life. And I think one of the, one of the great things is, is right now, especially as uh, maybe this whole idea of getting away is actually something uh, that you're longing for as well. Parents, uh, you've been there with your kids now for uh, now almost a couple of weeks. Uh, and you're having to be the math teacher, the science teacher, feeling overwhelmed. And you're like, take me away. Uh, I remember uh, a little while ago when the aftershocks were happening, uh, our son, Jace, is uh, pretty sizable. <laughs> and uh, this one time he comes bounding downstairs and my wife uh, was freaked out thinking it was an aftershock when all that it was was Jace. And I'm thinking, Shelly's thinking to herself, take me away from all of this anxiety. Uh, makes me think of uh, something I saw the other day in a video. Watch this. Father God, I am a child of God. What I am not is a homeschool teacher. God, I'm at home, but Lord, ain't no teaching going on around here. Father God, I am your humble servant. What I am not is a math teacher, God. Lord God, the spirit of common core has attacked our household. And right now, the only thing we have in common is frustration and no answer to the math problem, Lord God. I ask that you send down your angels of the carryover, Lord. Teach her that if you carry the one over to the tenth place, you can get the answer, Lord God. Lord God, I am a layman in your vineyard. What I am not is the cafeteria lady, Lord. Yet again, the devil has attacked and sent down a tapeworm onto my child, Lord God. And I need you to help her to understand, Lord, that just because there's a refrigerator don't mean the door got to be open. And just because there's a stove don't mean the eye has to be on. I am not Dennis, IHOP, Shoney's, nor Waffle House, Lord God. Lord God, right now, I need her to understand that his times are tough right now, Lord God. But I see if things continue the way that they are going, Lord God. Not only am I your child, but I'm going to be an inmate because I'm going to jail, Lord God. I, 
I don't look good in orange. I don't look good in a jumpsuit, Lord God. But Lord, I ask that you, that you change the way things are going right now, Father God, and bless every teacher because they got a special place in heaven. Ain't no way that I could do it, Lord God. Ain't no way. Amen. 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 I have to laugh at that because uh, my guess is that there are some of you moms and dads who've been at home who are praying that exact thing and uh, really makes me laugh. Um, and so Jesus, as he was uh, walking through um, these moments of separation, uh, what I love about it is that it wasn't for nothing. And I think for us right now, when uh, kind of the separation, isolation is a little bit forced upon us, um, we wonder, can God use this? And I would say to you that he can. I would say to you that this is almost like a, a breather for us as a church family. And then beyond that, a breather for our society to begin to focus on things uh, that maybe are a little bit more valuable than what we had been before. And so in this isolation that Jesus uh, put himself in and we find ourselves in, uh, there, are kind of, there are three things that I want to point out um, in this separation time. And for Jesus, the very first thing that he learned was that in separation, that this had a purpose. Separation was purposeful. Every time Jesus found himself in a position of being overwhelmed, he made himself get away. He made himself get away from the crowds pressing in. At times he dragged his disciples with him like he did to the mountain, like he did to the, uh, to the seaside. Um, but these were moments of purpose for Jesus. This is when he was sensing and feeling within him the aftershock of the Father, calling him to that position of vulnerability, saying, God, I can't do, any further. I can't do anything else. God, I've got to find my time with you. And I think God might be speaking to us as a church and us really as a society that we've got to make the most of these moments where we are in isolation and separation, for some even quarantine, where God is pulling us aside and that aftershock to our heart is just saying, spend time with me, spend time with me, my people. And God is calling out for us to do that. One of the great things is, is every time Jesus spent that purposeful time with the Father, something happened right after that. In one instance, uh, he had this, uh, this joy of bringing the disciples in and calling them to a special relationship with him, calling them apart from the crowd, and he chose his 12 disciples because he spent time alone. Other times you find out that there was a new direction uh, in his life because he spent that time alone. And so I wanna challenge you, church. I wanna challenge you, those who are listening in. I wanna challenge you to make the most of this time that we have and find out that it's purposeful that God has us in the season of separation. An amazing thing is that Jesus found out is that separation made for spiritual strength. Jesus' separation resulted in spiritual strength. One of the times that he was separated out from, uh, from the crowd was right after his baptism. And if you read that story, what you find is that Jesus was led into the desert by the Spirit and he was separated and alone and isolated, no food, no water. And it was during that time that the temptations came uh, from the enemy of his soul. And uh, the great thing that Jesus found out in there was the spiritual strength that he had was in relationship with the Father and relationship to the Father's word. And that's it. That's all that he had during that time. There's no other comfort out there except those two things. And in separation, I think that's what we need to focus on is during this time is the presence of the Father and the presence of his word in our lives. Some of you feel weak. Some of you feel overwhelmed and that anxiety just kind of builds up. 
I want to let you know that this, um, this separation time, when, we are, when we're in this position as a, as a group of people together, um, when we are in this position, the place we're going to find strength is through relationship with the Father, and we're going to find strength in His Word, and that's it. So we need to focus on those things. Focus on finding time in the Word as we are separated. Focus on time, finding time um, to, uh, to gather together and focus on the Word with your family or maybe some loved ones on a phone call. Whatever that is and however that looks, allow this separation time to give you spiritual strength. And the last thing that I find out with Jesus uh, in His time of separation was it gave Him new direction. Let me read for you a scripture found in Luke chapter 4, verse 42 and 43. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well. For I was sent for this purpose. For I was sent for this purpose. You see, it's in this moment that the seeds of revolution were planted uh, really in Jesus' heart. There was a purpose, there was a direction for his life, there was a sense of spiritual growth, and now there was this next step that his father was leading him on, and uh, he had people clamoring to stay with him. They wanted to be around him. Have you ever met somebody like that? You just wanted to be around them and kind of get close and say, talk to me, I wanna hear what you're saying. This is how it was for the crowds around Jesus. And it says that they would have kept him they would have held him to, him, to, to themselves. But Jesus recognized that there was a new direction for him. There was spiritual growth awaiting for him and that purpose waiting for him. And he had to step away. And what is it that he said he had to do? He said that he had to go to the other towns to preach. There were others that needed to know the truth of who Jesus was. And I think for us, this challenge is really very real right now. Because there are so many people that are crying out, trying to understand what's happening in the world around us. That anxiety and fear is pressing in. The difficult moments of their life as they're trying to figure out how to now be parent and teacher and so many other things. Um, and we, as the people of God, have a purpose, spiritual growth, and a new direction. You see, because God has called us to step, in, step out in faith to tell others about Jesus. And I think in no other time in history, no other time certainly in our American culture right now and, and within the valley, uh, we have this incredible opportunity to be able to tell the world about Jesus. And so that invitation is for all of us to take those next steps, that, that new direction in our lives. You might say, well, Pastor, how do we do this when we're, when we're separated? Well, this is that moment for creativity. This is that moment for us as the people of God to become innovative and say, God, how do you want us to take that next step just like Jesus did? And so here's the great thing. God has called us as his people. And what I want to do now is, uh, is where you are uh, seated uh, there at home. Uh, maybe you're in your car listening, wherever you are. I'm going to invite you to just pray with me these three very simple things that, that Jesus invites in that time of separation. That invitation for us to follow after him. And so why don't you join me in prayer? Jesus, thank you so much uh, for these who have gathered together. God, I'm so grateful for uh, every life that is, uh, that's a part of what you are doing right now. And God, we recognize in the season of separation that it's really easy to get ourselves uh, locked in this moment that things are bad, that there's nothing good gonna come, gonna come out of this. But God, I believe, just like we see in this, uh, the, the, the way that Jesus lived his life, 
I see, Lord Jesus, you also leading us in this time of separation and isolation. You're leading us towards purpose, leading us to spiritual growth, and leading us in new directions. And so God, help us to be open to all of those things. Help us, God, not to squander these moments with our family that's absolutely unique in our history. Help us, God, not to miss out on these aftershocks that you're calling us to our knees. You're calling us, God, to a deeper relationship with you. And so, God, we hunger and call out for that. God, I thank you for the people of Life Church. I thank you for everyone who's gathered together today. And God, as we worshiped you, God, as we've heard from your word, Lord, I believe you're gonna transform us. And uh, God, allow these, these days as they will pass, and that God, when they pass, that Lord, we would be able to look back and say, God, thank you for being with us. Thank you, God, in the middle of all of this for hearing our cry and comforting us. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and God, we thank you. And God, I'm so grateful that you are gonna cause your blessing to rest upon your people that God, your face is gonna shine upon them and God, you are going to do the great work that you have deemed possible only through this circumstance and help us to never forget, God, that you have called us to lead the people of the valley to be more like Jesus.